Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So it looks like the prisoner swap is official and the $6 billion released to Iran. We can get a little more on that coming up. We gave, They d- detained some Americans. They had no business detaining. We had some hardcore criminal terrorist types, and we're going to make the exchanges if that's fair at all. Plus, they get $6 billion to work on their nuclear program with. But more on that coming up. Plus, Trump on transgender madness in AOC heckled in Manhattan. Stay with us. And Trump's answer on the whole trans thing in his interview with Megyn Kelly that some of his opponents like DeSantis and Tim Scott and others are trying to use as a club to beat Trump with to say he's soft on the trans issue. We'll let you decide for yourself. Wow, fantastic. I'll stay tuned. So you might have heard this at the very end of last week um, that the... Uh, the Biden administration had put out a guide for the media on how they really ought to repeat on the imp- uh, report, rather, on the Im- impeachment inquiry. It was a 12 page, uh, I'm sorry, a 14 page memo to editors at the biggest, most powerful newsrooms in the United States, urging them to, quote, ramp up their scrutiny of House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. And sure enough, uh, the next day, CNN published a remarkable 2,300-word fact check of uh, Kevin McCarthy's announcement. 
writes Beckett Adams, it's remarkable because despite CNN's best efforts, the fact check failed to find any actual fault with what the speaker said. CNN can't point to any specific falsehood or even a misstatement. The fact check merely posits repeatedly that no one has proven the allegations that have led to the impeachment investigation, which is a thing that everybody already understood, given that the inquiry is for the purpose of investigating the allegations. Yeah, this seems to have worked pretty good rhetorically. This whole claim without evidence, charging without evidence, moving forward with an impeachment inquiry without evidence. Well, there's evidence out there. Now, whether it turns out to be enough or correct, I don't know. But that's why you have the trial in a in a, you know, in a courtroom like, you know, somebody's being accused of something. Here's the evidence. And then you're going to have a trial to see if the evidence is real or enough. We're nowhere near the trial. We're just doing the investigating, you know, just looking for the fingerprints and stuff Uh, that the CNN article's main points align closely with the Biden administration's 14 page memo to media is either evidence of a grotesque partnership between the members of the press and the state or one of the unluckiest coincidences in recent memory. That's uh, some uh, dry humor there from Beckett, which I appreciate. Uh, and we could go into some of the specifics about it. Uh, Although yeah, I'm still, in fact, they're pretty entertaining. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not certain that this uh, road of impeachment is the best idea politically. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I am I, leaning yes, but, uh, you know, remains to be seen. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, this is CNN now, saying, made several unproven claims Tuesday while announcing the opening of the inquiry. That's why you do an inquiry. It's just um, a, but the, the, but lion they, or and or moronic, you know, fools. They've done a good job of changing the way you look at this stuff, though, to make it seem like unproven claims. Well, yeah, yeah. The prosecutor who says that you know I'm a whatever. <laughs> I almost said something really horrible. Uh, I'm a drug dealer. Has made unproven claims that I am, and then he's going to try to prove them in court. <laughs> Well, they're doing a good job of, of reframing this for stupid people, I suppose, uh, and, and and or those who are desperate for a pro-Democrat uh, narrative. But House Republicans have not presented any proof that Joe Biden never profited off his son's business deals or was influenced while in office by his son's business dealings. That's so hilarious. The entire family is enriched and to claim that Joe Biden never profited off, blah, blah, blah. As uh, one uh, sage pointed out, at this point in his life, and he appears to be worth uh, Joe Biden personally $8 million or so, which is remarkable given a life of public service. Um, the only possible purpose he would have for making money at this point is for his family, for his family's you know generational wealth, the, uh, the comfort and happiness of his offspring and their offspring, etc. So the idea that though that he didn't cash any checks and therefore he didn't benefit at all, that's just that ignores the way human beings behave. Well, this is also a moving the goalpost situation that, has been going on now the media has bought into that too where it go, it's gone from the original claim of i've never had any conversations at all about my son's business dealings i don't have anything i don't know anything about it ever now it's down to you haven't got a canceled check that he signed the back of right right to prove so, that he benefited financially he used to say he knew nothing about his business dealings now we've moved all the way to you have to have bank records to show he got money into his own account that seems yeah. like a long way we've traveled. Have you ever known anybody who moved the goalposts like that and it wasn't because they're guilty of what you're suggesting they were guilty of? Please. You know anything about humans, you know why people do that. I never smoke pot. Well, I, I never buy it. 
I have not spent our life savings on pot. Come on. Only one reason people do that. So I'm not going to bore you with all of their uh, their uh, alleged fact checks. But their first one, I think, proves the point and is pretty amusing. Uh, the, the report on CNN carries three bylines and reviews six specific claims Speaker McCarthy made on Tuesday. Number one. Bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shell companies. CNN concedes this is an actual, a factual statement, but then goes on to argue there's no, quote, direct evidence showing the president himself profited personally, but McCarthy isn't quoted as having said that. <laughs> in fact, this week, the speaker explained that the investigation is for the explicit purpose of exploring whether there's more to the story than has already been uncovered, including that, quote, nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates. And quote, CNN's fact checkers are dinging McCarthy for something he didn't say, which, if this were an episode of Columbo, would be the part where Peter Falk chumps harder on his cigar and says, yeah, but, uh, what I really want to know is anyway. And it goes on in that vein. That is interesting enough. But Matt Taibbi, who is so good, wrote a column about this and, and he took a little different angle. And uh, I just I love knowing stuff like this. This is what the the mainstream media never uh, go admits to. So it's not common knowledge. So uh, Taibbi goes into the fact that Biden White House spokesperson Ian Sams set out that 14 page how you ought to report on this memo on Tuesday. Uh, news organizations then reported on administration instructions as they followed them. Dis a display of craven supplication that would have impressed Eric Honecker, who ran East Germany, uh, if I recall correctly. Um, and, uh, and then he goes into the technique that I'm talking about. In one instance, Sams was able to quote himself in a tweet less than 24 hours after the Washington Post obligingly used in a headline language from his letter about GOP efforts to muddy waters. The trick was made famous by Dick Cheney, who once fed a weapons of mass destruction story to reporters he himself then cited in a Meet the Press interview. Once getting rolled like that was considered embarrassing, but this crew just nuzzles and begs for more. Already all the summer, they've helped They've been helping blanket a quote assiduously kept out of headlines, quote, five million to pay one Biden and five million to another Biden. That's from that FBI uh, tip report. The uh, what is that? A 1093 form, as we all learn, FBI uh, uh, verbiage. Um, Sam's then linked to a series of press stories containing passages underscoring the unverified claims theme. Among others, he cited Axios. The form simply documents an interview with a source, etc. NBC, the bribery allegation wasn't substantiated. CNN, the FBI and prosecutors who previously reviewed the information couldn't corroborate the claims. What did those stories have in common? They all contained quotes from Ian Sams. So the White House official sends instructions to reporters, citing media reports sourced to the same White House official. If this merry-go-round doesn't convince you the lines between media and politicians have been irrevocably blurred, go back and look. You'll find the same cycle of press figures packing bodies of articles with official denials, then augmenting their own text with the official's terminology. Refuted, debunked, no evidence of wrongdoing, etc. You can't tell who wrote the original line of defense. Despite this, Sam's without irony referred to White House's being confirmed by the independent press five times. Wow, that's interesting. I have to keep an eye out for that technique. Well, yeah, it's it's like a perpetual motion machine of uh, of substantiating your claim. 
Sam's puts out to the word the word to media who quotes Sam's who quotes the independent media who then, you know, report on Sam's reporting on them. And, and by at the time, it's three steps down the line. All you know is that uh, the White House is citing all these media reports that agree with them. Mm hmm. That's uh, that's I don't. Hmm. OK. And they all hang out together and go to each other's uh, parties and the kids go to the same private schools and the rest of it. Um, Although, you know, one and this this again is back to the theme of the way human beings really behave. Uh, I read the other day somebody was explaining. I wish I could remember who because it was super good. The status wealth imbalance principle where these uh the the media stars well not the stars as much but like your second tier of media people in uh, dc in the beltway you, you know their names they're quoted on meet the press they're, they're they're your lead editorialists whatever they've got huge status but they make a fraction of the money that a lot of the movers and shakers make and so they are desperate to reinforce their status with the movers and shakers and are desperate not to be cast out of those circles because it feels so good, even though you're making just, you know, decent wages to be considered a power broker. And it really reinforces their their need to kiss up. Mm. I thought that was some really good analysis. So we'll get later this hour to Trump's answer in an interview about the trans issue and see if you're uh, happy with the, handle, the way he handled that and everything. Some of the details of the Iran prisoners, Iran prisoner swap coming out as it was just completed in recent hours and uh another media trick that they're doing with ron DeSantis's florida education program that really uh, annoys me so dishonest and a bunch of other stuff stay with us armstrong and getty Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is from CBS this morning because it wasn't too many hours ago that the prisoner exchange with Iran actually happened. I was happy to see CBS call it 
controversial because it should be called controversial because it ought to be controversial, but a little bit of their coverage and then we'll discuss. For the first time since 2015, 51-year-old Siamak Namazi is free. He spent the past eight years in the notorious Evan prison in Iran on what the U.S. State Department considers trumped-up charges of espionage. Shargi and Tabaz were arrested in 2018. All are considered wrongfully detained. In exchange, President Biden cleared five Iranians of charges related to sanctions evasion. Two of them will remain living in the U.S. The Biden administration reached a tentative deal in August, but the final pieces only came together in recent days. That includes $6 billion unfrozen from banks, but they're going to use it to for their nuclear weapon program. Uh, they, they even or financing Hezbollah or yeah. Lord knows whatever else. Yeah. What, whatever they want to do with it, as they said themselves last week, the Biden administration continues to say that the money is only allowed to be used for medicine or, you know, uh, puppy formula or whatever, um, which is kind of hilarious. But how about the fact that Iran and Russia does this too? North Korea has done it. You can just grab Americans off the street if anybody travels there, is there for business or anything like that. Make some claims, and then at some point, you will get back some horrible criminal from your country that was doing some horrible thing that we, we that we managed to catch, and 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 call it a fair swap. I realize this isn't the key point, but what's the story with the two dudes they mentioned who are going to stay in the U.S.? So we uh, cleared them of the charges, turned them loose, and they're like, "I'm not going to Iran. <laughs> I want to live here. I like it here." Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, there'll be more fallout that from uh, throughout the day, and we'll bring you any details tomorrow. But uh, dang it, six billion dollars we're going to give to Iran for what? What was? What is this fascination that that the Obama administration and the Biden administration has with giving Iran money, thinking that they're going to behave properly? I just I don't get what what drives their ideology. Well, it's a, it's a theory that the way to get the best result out of Iran is to engage and to uh, to have relations and not be you know just adversaries. I'm not saying they're right, but the, you know it's the point of view. Here's a silly topic I thought about over the weekend. So I just came across this news chunk. Senator Chuck Schumer, who is the leader of the Senate, has reportedly ditched the Senate's dress code, though he said he will continue to wear a suit. Some say that is to to get in line with a couple of senators, including Senator Fetterman of uh, Pennsylvania, who's known for wearing his signature gym shorts and hoodie, and now he can wear it on the Senate floor if he wants to because they're changing the rules. Um, I was wow. thinking about this sort of thing with uh, was a couple of different places. I was at a nicest restaurant where people are dressed in sweats. I was uh, picking somebody up at the airport, and and now it's just common for everybody to fly basically in sweats, which wouldn't have happened 30 years ago. I mean, you wouldn't have had mom, dad, and kids all in sweats to fly. <laughs> just, right. just wouldn't mm-hmm. have. And I, and I was wondering, is this matter at all? You know how it is when you look at pictures from the 30s or whatever. Every, every man walking down the street is in a three-piece suit with a hat on, and every woman's in a dress with some sort of heels. It did did letting go of that accompany our downgrade in norms for the way we talk, language, the way politicians talk about each other, just all that stuff. Does it all fit together? Does the hey, we're gonna dress a little better here, we're gonna have some rules. 
Also, the answer is 100 percent yes. You think clearly? Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm not. So it's not just me being me to complain about people not dressing better at restaurants or church or whatever. It has it has contributed to our more coarse society where you drop f bombs at uh, at the in the at the McDonald's in front of kids and stuff like that. Yeah, not to go off on the full, you know, science of mores and traditions and that sort of thing, but uh, there's formality and informality. And uh, there, if you make a gesture toward formality, say, in the way you dress, I'm not talking about wearing a tuxedo. I'm just talking about nobody's wearing board shorts and a T-shirt at a steakhouse with white tablecloths, for instance. People will take that as a signal that we will also have formality in our actions, in our manners, uh, and, and that sort of thing. It's a signal, a signal of uh, social expectations. And if you're wearing board shorts and a T-shirt, you're probably not going to have people painstakingly uh, well-mannered. Well, as our politics has gotten more coarse, now we're going to have people wearing hoodies and gym shorts on the Senate floor as our senators. So I don't think that's going to help. Yeah, that's uh, among the problems in the Senate. That's down my list, but I don't like it. Trump's answer on the whole trans issue. Coming up, stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I want to stay focused on you for the purposes of this interview, okay? Because it's important that we hear from you about all of this. Tell well, me I'd what, like you to, but you keep me. interrupting me. <laughs> that uh, Trump was classic Trump yesterday on Meet the Press. Got a little more from a couple of different interviews he did, but I, I want to go backwards briefly to our discussion about Iran last segment, just because I just came across this. So just within the last few hours, we, uh, we gave them some uh, bad guys for some perfectly run-of-the-mill American citizens that they had detained illegally, and uh, to boot, gave them $6 billion dollars. 
Um, what did Iran do over the weekend? They expelled roughly one-third of the inspectors representing the United Nations nuclear watchdog over the weekend after more than 60 countries, including the United States, expressed concern over Iran's lack of compliance with the non-proliferation treaty. Specifically, the countries had called on Iran to explain the presence of traces of uranium at undeclared nuclear sites. So the IAEA finds traces of uranium, says, hey, what's the deal with the uranium? We need to look at this. And what does Iran do? They kick out one-third of the inspectors. Days later, we do the prisoner exchange and free up the $6 billion. What kind of world are we running here? To paraphrase Maya Angelou, when somebody tries to show you what they are the first 50 times, believe them. I think it gives you an idea of what Iran thinks of Joe Biden and where he is politically that they said last week. I mean, there's no benefit for them to say out loud, we'll do whatever we want to do with that money. But they're just so emboldened by the fact that they think, man, Biden's all in on this. He's going to give us the prisoners. He's going to give us the money. There's no stopping this train. We'll just say what we'll just say what and do whatever we want in the midst of the deal. We'll say, no, 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 we're going to do whatever we want with the money. And by the way, get those weapons inspectors out of here and we just take it. And yeah, they'll still give us the money. We'll say what we want. And and sure enough, it worked. Yeah, I think you've nailed it. 100%. I'm highly disturbed by this deal. The The repercussions of this deal could be huge. Mark my words. Gladys, are you marking my words? Gladys, who plays the harp, also marks my words when I... Words are marked. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Back to Trump, who's done a couple of... Uh, which is, geez, that's the, that's the story of the last eight years, isn't it? Back to Trump, yeah, no, <laughs> no matter kidding. What's going on? You birth your <laughs> child there at the hospital. You're there with a the new baby girl or whatever. Like, like back to Trump. Let's discuss Trump now. Oh God. <laughs> um, back to Trump. So he did a couple of interviews over the weekend. We'll get to some of the meet the press stuff from yesterday, but I think it was on Friday. He sat down with Megyn Kelly, who used to be with Fox, and they had a run in during the first debate. If you remember that, who cares? And they got on this issue, and this is how it went. Can a man become a woman? Um, in my opinion, you have a man, you have a woman. I, I, I think, I think part of it is birth. Can the man give birth? No, no. Although they'll come up with some answer to that also someday. <laughs> I heard just the other day, they have a way that now the man can give birth. No, I would say, uh, uh, I'll continue my stance on that. So, uh, <laughs> was that a stance to continue? <laughs> That's what he's so good at. When I was watching him on Meet the Press yesterday, it would be so hard to interview Trump if you're trying to nail him down on anything. He's just so oh, yeah. good at kind of a bunch of words and phrases, and you think he's agreeing with you, then it looks like he's not, and I'm not exactly sure where we even are on this. <laughs> he's really, really good at that. But his laugh there was kind of, you know, that's the that's I think that's where a lot of people are. <laughs> Trump has no coherent. Uh, Trump has no coherent set of beliefs or policies on the whole um, neo-Marxist thing, the whole woke thing. He's he's expressed his opinion about it unmistakably, um, but I don't think he has an actual coherent understanding of it I'm and kinda, what's going on. I, 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 he's uh, an incredibly politically gifted guy, Trump. But I'm surprised on this one why he thinks even even for general election stuff that he can't be more uh, solid in his answer. I don't I don't think he needs to. You know that's why I think the fact that he grew up a New York liberal is always 
you know, influence so much. He, he's been around New Yorkers his whole life. The, the rest of the country is not going to be bothered much by him saying, no, no, a man can't give birth. It's ridiculous. That, that's not going to hurt him in a general election, do you think? No, absolutely not. I'm surprised he didn't feel like he could just say that more strongly. His feeble answer drew derision from some conservatives. Don't tell me a man can become a woman because it's not true, DeSantis said Friday in a speech to the Concerned Women for America in Washington, D.C. Don't tell me a man can get pregnant because it's not true. There's value in standing up for what is true, said uh, Ron DeSantis, and some of the other candidates said similar things. Mm-hmm. Although, because Trump kind of had it both ways-ish there, it's kind of hard to hit him on it. Yeah, I suppose so. Oh, on that topic, if uh, are you ready for a, a brief sojourn onto a, a similar uh, I was gonna thing? Play Do you want to play some more Trump? A couple of clips from the NBC interview that he did over the weekend. Let's uh, they're 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 short-ish. This got into some of the January sixth stuff, which you knew was going to be the freaking focus. Of interview with Trump, I got so frustrated with um, uh, uh, the outgoing Joint Chiefs of Staff, Milley, General Milley, who's 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 headed out the door after forty years of service and uh, everything he's done. He is on ABC this week, and he got Martha Raddatz interviewing him. And the only thing she would talk about is Trump and his views on Trump and trying to drag out of him. She just kept going back to it. And he was he, he kept saying things like, it's not appropriate for a general to comment on these sorts of things. Well, you know, we have a strong delineation between the military and politics, and I'm going to stand by that. She just kept, yeah. kept at it like a bulldog trying to drag out of him some criticism of Trump. And he wouldn't go there, and she couldn't get to Afghanistan or China or the readiness of the military or any of the things he's an expert in. She just kept going back to January 6th. What if he's elected again? Do you think blah, blah, blah? And he wouldn't go there, but she just kept trying the entire interview. Then the interview was over, and I thought, we're not going to talk about Afghanistan. We're not going to talk about any of these other things that he's an expert on. No, just Trump. Just Trump and January 6th. That is so frustrating. Are you kidding me? Anyway, you knew this was going to come up. Trump's first network interview since he left office with Kristen Walker, the new host of Meet the Press 50, Michael. What do you say to people who wonder why you, you as commander-in-chief, you have authorities that Nancy Pelosi doesn't have as commander-in-chief. No, no, she has authority over Why the didn't Capitol. you send help in that moment, though? Uh, frankly, just so you understand, I assume that she took care of it. She turned down... So when you realized that, that the National Guard wasn't coming? Well, you, you, didn't, you don't realize anything until quite a while. National Guard not coming. I yes, I asked it to be there three days in advance, and she turned it down. She says that that request was never officially made. Oh, just stop so it. you know, I have uh, been very strong on. I think uh, Trump handled that day incredibly poorly, but I thought that was a good answer, and that I could actually see that where you would think, where you would assume people that have the power to call in the right people have done that already. I mean, I would have, I would have assumed that. Yeah, I you're waiting so. for me to call someone. Would nobody's called anybody yet? I mean, you know, as the day went on, and all, blah blah blah. But right, yeah, I, I think it's telling though that, uh, and I was just happened to be reading about this, how the security of the Capitol is determined, and you have a committee of people. It's the the, the speaker well, he, of the house, he gets the leader that, of the senate. He gets into that a little oh, he bit does. here, and then maybe you want okay. to comment on that after. Yeah, okay, good. A little sure. more on the same topic. The mayor of D.C. Gave us a letter 
saying that she turns it down. Okay, we have it. Nancy Pelosi also was asked, and she turned it down. The police commissioner I'm talking of about Capitol the day Police, of wait a minute. Yeah. Capitol Police said that he wanted it, and Nancy Pelosi wouldn't accept it. She's responsible for January Let's, 6th. Mr. President. Nancy Pelosi's responsible. Which I thought was a good, strong statement. <laughs> So the uh, the people on that committee that decide security matters for the Capitol, uh, uh, the sergeant at arms, both of uh, the Capitol police chief and uh, one other guy all resigned the next day. And in subsequent grillings, they all contradict each other's accounts of who wanted what and who refused to authorize what. So that has become utterly muddled. But, yeah, Trump's not completely out of line in bringing that up. I don't think that was the key uh, you know, uh, aspect of what happened on that day, but uh, he's got a point. Will there ever be any interviews with any Republican or really anybody in politics at all that's not about Trump and January 6th ever in my lifetime? No matter oh, who you talk about, you talk about a guy who's been uh, uh, in, in the military his entire adult life and part of every military action that we've taken. You're not going to talk about that. You're going to talk about Donald Trump. Is that just going to be the future of our lives? God, I hope not. I hope not. One more point on that topic and then moving along to an utterly uncontroversial issue that the media would have you believe is a very controversial issue. After a quick word from our friends at Upside.com, inflation is brutal. We've been talking about it. Everybody's feeling it. Maybe you're driving the extra mile for lower gas prices, uh, grocery shopping on sale days. Saving money is important. Yep, that's why we want to tell you about our favorite new way to save. Upside. Upside's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out with upside if you're getting slammed by inflation you get cash back on every purchase to get started you download the free upside app listen to this use the promo promo code armstrong get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas because gas is high right now so then as you go on you claim an offer for for whatever you're buying on upside you quote check in at the business it's super easy pay as usual with a credit or debit card and get paid Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use the promo code Armstrong to get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. That's the Upside app and use that promo code Armstrong. How about Trump throwing in on the can a man give birth? And he says no. But then he said, uh, but they'll come up with an answer to that someday. <laughs> I heard the other day that they have a way now that a man can give birth. So, no, I, I'll continue my stance. But, <laughs> okay. They'll have right. an answer to that. Do we need an answer to that? Uh, I know this will never uh, persuade hardcore Trump fans, but the other aspect of his continuing to be A, on the scene, and B, the candidate, is that Democrats never have to answer for their idiotic policies. Right. It does give him an out. We're not Trump. And that sways enough of the electorate to probably win another election, depending on who the candidate is. Um, and that's just frustrating as we watch, um, you know, progressive policies ruin so much of America. Oh, that reminds me, we really didn't even get to a mailbag today where we read your emails. There's one. There's one I really wanted to get to. Eh, I can't find it. Maybe later. Uh, but it's kind of on that topic. Uh, so this is utterly, utterly uncontroversial. New poll out. 70% of Americans don't believe biological men should be allowed to compete in women's sports. 70%, according to Gallup, 
which is up several percent. Uh, it, it keeps the number keeps rising. It's 70 to 26. So it's damn near three to one. It is utterly uncontroversial as Riley Gaines, uh, the, the women, woman swimmer who was whooped up on by a six foot four inch man with a penis and testicles calling himself a woman. Can you think of anything more absurd? Old Leah Thomas in the pool for Penn. Anyway, Raleigh Gaines uh, said that based on how politicians are voting and the way the media portrays the gender ideology issues, it would give the impression that this issue is, quote, very polarizing and divisive. But in reality, it's not. Well, right. And I think it'll become more starkly not when more people feel they've got the cover to, to say out loud, no, I don't think that should happen because you'd be be led by the media to think, well, it's, you know, the good people are saying it's OK, so I better say it's OK. Isn't that striking, though, the extent to which the intelligentsia and education in the media have convinced you that it's only a small group of bigots who are against people living out their true gender lives or whatever the hell terminology they use when it's 70 to 26 in the other direction? Yeah, that is amazing. You're not crazy, friends. They're crazy. You're right. Wow. We got a lot more on the way. A whole bunch of different topics. You know you can text us anytime you want. If you think we missed something or you want to point something out, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And the kick is through! And the New York Giants put together one of their biggest comebacks in 99 years of Giants football. From down 21 to win 31 to 28. The biggest uh, comeback in Giants history, I guess. He, but then he said, that's what it says on the clip that he said one of the biggest. Okay, well, that's different. No, what? The biggest in nine misled. years is different. I believe than, it's the biggest. Well, that's not what he Do said. Do you believe that? Well, I believe a lot of things. <laughs> I believe unicorns will take us to Mars. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, the NFL was over the weekend, and like I said last week, it's just it's so much different than all the other sports. It's on in every 
any place that's got a TV and people are watching regardless of the game. It's just a different level of America's pastime. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Uh, So speaking of large, powerful humanoids, a number of listeners sent this information to me specifically, and I appreciate that. Uh, The headline in the Wall Street Journal, among other places, is Neanderthal genes are linked to severe COVID risk. And as I disclosed several years ago on the show, I did the 23andMe thing. And at the time, I was in, I believe, the 98th percentile for the most Neanderthal DNA, uh, which uh, made me feel very special. So so one of your Neanderthal forebears got with a... Uh, Homo sapien, yes. Homo sapiens, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and uh, that's how that whole thing happened. They are definitely yeah. There was a fair amount of interbreeding between Neanderthals and Homo sapiens, and they've actually found on cave walls uh, painted by the cave girls. Once you've had Thal, you know who to call. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, they are going to find out all kinds of genetic things. I think about COVID though. Why? Some people it killed him, and some people didn't hardly get a symptom at all. There's got to be something yeah, going on there. Absolutely true. Yeah, we've observed that you, for whatever genetic reason or lack of character, uh, <laughs> tend to get hit hard when you get the vid, and other right. people are asymptomatic or barely feel funky at all. Uh, but researchers were intrigued by the case of the northern Italian city of Bergamo, which suffered one of the world's highest COVID-19 death rates. I mean, just nightmarish. And they've looked into that town, and for whatever reason, there's a hell of a lot of this uh, Neanderthal DNA there. What's the uh, term? I'm not a genetic scientist, to say the least. Um, (laughs) Oh, uh, the variations in the genes belong to a group of variations in DNA, or haplotypes. So this haplotype inherited from Neanderthals makes you much more uh, vulnerable to a severe COVID infection. Uh, I hope I don't have that haplotype. I do not know. Uh, They mention that uh, because Neanderthals, or Neanderthals if you prefer it, is named after a a valley in Germany, right? Mm. Um, Oh, It's in Northern Europe. Um, And there's virtually none of that haplotype in Africa. Wait a minute, you say, as a consumer of news uh, through the years. Death rates from COVID were much, much lower through Africa. And everybody was trying to figure it out. I don't know, more outdoor living, a younger population. Nobody's really sure, but they think it may be uh, genetic. I'll be darned. I should look into that because I don't know how much Neanderthal genetic uh, material I have. I don't know. You don't look like one of my people, really. We got the big head, the broad nose, the Mm. jutting brow. Mm. I don't have those. Harry, very Harry. Oh, speaking of manly men. There's kind of a, th- a meme theme going on on uh, some of your social media outlets about men think about the Roman Empire a lot and Ooh. women are amused by it. Right. The idiotic analysis in the Washington Post. I think I uh, said the New York Times earlier. <laughs> Same thing um, about why that might be. But uh, uh, then a, a less insulting discussion of it as well. But it turns out, yes, men think about the Roman Empire a lot more than women do. I don't know that I've come across a woman who ever thinks about it. I've never asked a woman whether she's thinking about the Roman Empire. Penny, for your thoughts? Yeah, I'm just thinking about the Roman Empire again. (laughs) 
<laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about the war in Ukraine. The U.N. is having one of their big meetings in New York. Joe Biden is going to speak. I think Zelensky addressing the uh, the U.N. I know he's addressing our Congress this week as he's going to be in New York and D.C. Yeah, I believe he will be at the U.N. Plus, speaking of Joe Biden, uh, a big think tank out with a study that says dementia is clearly a risk to national security. You can't be privy to classified material if material if you have dementia. Interesting. We do four hours every day. If you miss an hour, you could get the podcast subscribed to Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.